This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results. And I have also with me in this beautiful time of the year in October with Lee's changing, the one and only man with all the money from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. Hey, buddy. How are you? All right. Living the dream every day, right? Absolutely. We're having Absolutely. fun. We're having fun. And uh, remember the thing, the lions, tigers, and bears on my thing? <laughs> yes, Instead it's of real. lions, tigers, and bears, it's interest rates, assumables, <laughs> and what the heck's going on Oh my, right? All these things. Buy-downs, all the other fun terms and things we're going to get into today. Grants, this, that, whatever it is. We'd love to know what's on your mind. And, man, I don't know about you, Terry. My phone in the last week has been blowing up. I've literally had about five, five sellers that I got three going now. I got five coming up. And... I talked to all five of them. Four of them, they called me. One of them, I called them and said, hey, you got a pulse? You doing okay out there? <laughs> you breathing? Because, like, everybody's, um, I just want to make sure you're breathing and we're okay and how you doing and just checking in. And, of course, everybody, of course, is coming to us like crazy to say, what is going on? The news is saying this. The news is saying that. This person over here is saying that. Uncle Bob that drives an 18 wheeler is saying this. My neighbors are dealing with this. What do you say? What's going on? You're on the pulse. So that's what we're going to get into today, guys, for you all. Um, all right, let's do the numbers. Terry, last week, um, active inventory, we were, I believe, at 307, if I'm not mistaken. We are up to 340. Who let the homes out? That's yeah. the song we're singing now. Here <laughs> exactly they come. Exactly right. Wow. In one week, over 30 home net gain, we call that. Not loss. Not equal. Gain. Net gain. Um there's a time, Terry, we would have went, oh, this is seasonal. We're in October. Turkey's on the way. Santa's on the way. And snowflakes are on the way and all that. Um, yeah. Rising rates are on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Rising rates are on the way. So that's what we get to look forward to, boys and girls, and we're going to talk about it. So we're at 340. This is what's astounding. There's part of us that gets, Terry, excited because it's like, oh, good. More stuff for our buyers to select from a better chance. Instead of going, here we go. Instead of going out and showing one house at a time, we can go show two or three. Are you serious? This is great. Less gas, less expensive. You know, may take a little more time, but it's worth it because you got a better chance for somebody to find something. So that's the good side of having more inventory because, relatively speaking, 340 is still crazy dismal, but we're getting excited. Now I'm looking at Terry. Heck, if this pace continues by the time Santa Claus comes, we're going to have 450 homes. Love it, you know? The bad part, what's the negative side of this? Tell everybody what you think. What is the negative side of that happening? Well, it's it's the rates. It comes down to the rates. So even though there's more houses on the market, we just now hit, we're at about a 20-year low for demand and a 20-year high for rates. We're now getting into a 30-year low for demand. So the demand wow. for a mortgage has dropped to a 30-year low. We haven't seen this basically since 1993, okay? <laughs> and who remembers that year, right? I actually do. Um, <laughs> I but, know you do. But uh, because I remember these yeah. cycles. So the demand is extremely low right now, and the rates are extremely high, and that's what's causing everything. So, you know, it, it's rates, you know. And, and, and what happened this week that killed our rates again is – Jobs, 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 you know, 300 and 
66,000 jobs, but I'm going to get into that. You Let's finish no, we'll these numbers. Um, resales, 198, 45 average days on the market. Um, that's up. Yeah, that's up. Average price, median, we're at 544. So, I mean, that was the time, Terry, we were like, holy cow, we broke 500 as an average for a single-family home in Frederick County. Now we're all like, is it going to be 600 soon? New builds, yes. But as the average, all taking out the new builds. 544 is your medium average sale price of those new construct and that can wildly vary because um that has the highest skew of data that could skew it out i would call it because you could get something like i just listed last week is like 250 uh two bedroom one bath and then all of a sudden i'm doing a six bedroom four and a half bath in clover ridge and we're almost at 800,000. so it's like but they're both resales well, that's a big difference. Six hundred, you know, five hundred thousand dollar gap in a resale. That's what I'm talking about. Skew data. So that I don't put a lot of weight into, and I can always go into more granular details with that. But I think I covered it good on that. New construction, hundred and forty two brand new builds out there. Um, interesting, Terry. I wonder. There's a couple factors I think about this with builders starting to get more concerned. Like, uh oh, there's it's it's not as many new buyers buying brand new homes. And I'm just wondering if they're going to just cut back. I don't know if they'll ever cut back. That may be a low. I don't know yet if that may be a low in our area for the size of our area um, for new construction that's being advertised to be built. Because 9 out of 10 of those homes are pretty much spec homes that are in a community. They're not like out on three acres of land where all of our homes or Devil Biss or something like that is putting up a brand new build on a three acre lot or so. Those are a lot more rare. So what are your thoughts on that? So <clears throat> um, this week, uh, this past week, um, Mark Wharton, who you know, and I, we went up to the Modular Home Builders Association You didn't me out of uh, I, I love yeah. Modular Homes. That was my parents' background there. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, it was up in Hershey, PA. Yeah. It, was, it was Wednesday night and Thursday. And basically... Uh, we got to talk to a lot of the manufacturers, a lot of the builders. Uh, it was a great event put on by the association. This is our first year going, and this is our first year of really getting involved with the modular home. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk modular homes, we're not talking mobile homes. No. Those are manufactured right. homes. Although there were uh, a lot of the same, a lot of the same uh, manufacturers basically will make a modular home and they will also make a manufactured home now that's the single wide the double wide yeah. that you often hear of now can you get financing on those yes but let's talk about the modular homes and that's where the house shows up on the truck it's truly it's 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 amazing to see house yep. shows up on the truck they put it all together you come home from work that day and your house is <laughs> now like on the foundation fitters, man but it's house fitters. <laughs> yeah house fitters um <laughs> So, but the feel there, Darren, was uh, some of the builders, I sat at a table with some builders, and uh, one of the concerns was, I've got some spec homes. And as a modular builder, they have a spec home, and um, and she talked about having two spec homes. And so we talked it through, and I said, you know what? What I'm feeling out there, what I'm getting calls every day is basically... <laughs> You know, rates, rates, rates. So, so basically, you got to take a look at the buy down, and we'll talk a little bit more yeah, about that. Yeah, we're gonna hit right into that. Coming soon, Terry. Only thirty-five. That's dropped. No surprise there. Depending on the contract, six forty-nine. This is kind of a surprising number still. Hmm. But that's a lag. That's that forty-five up to sixty-day, thirty to sixty-day lag time. New is two ninety-nine, two thirty-five resales with an average time of twenty-two days in the market of those. But I made a little notation. I colored outside the lines. You're gonna like this, everybody. 12 homes 
under contract right now that are pending under contract, 12 of them that are over $700,000, um, 100 days average time on the market. So they 12 were... of them. I'm sorry, 12 homes <laughs> under contract, 700000 I'm sorry, not 700. I'm going to get to that. 12 homes under contract. Out of those, out of those number, uh, 12 of them were 100 days average time on the market. Wow. Yeah. So I thought that was significant because 33 of them that are over $700,000, their average time was 47 days on the market. That is going to go up drastically, boys and girls. I promise you. This is a neat little fun uh, indicator I'm going to pay attention to because this is going to be a good one. The, the fastest time in the, uh, that's under contract now, 700000 and over, not new builds, resale, the fastest time, seven days to get on, nine days to get under contract. So that's a that's a big difference. And the uh, pr- list of value price ratio is down in that range at 98.6, and that is going to plummet coming up. Guarantee it with rates going up like crazy. So, so let me so, just ask one question. Yeah. You said that the 98.6 ratio, and that's list price to where it sells. Yeah, list We've to We've been dealing with 100-plus numbers up oh, to yeah. 101. Oh, jeez, yeah. We've been so dealing with 100-plus. Are you saying, so it's 98.6 in the... We'll call it the jumbo market, about yeah, 700. 700,000 and above range. That's that world right now. That's what's and that's 98.6. Do you think all numbers there are going to plummet yeah. or just mainly the above 700? No, all of them. I think, them. I think okay. we're going to see everybody come below 100, and I'm going to show you why. All right, pending on the contract, we have those sold the last 30 days, 297 with an average time in 19 days in the market. That also has tricked up two days. And the average medium for sale price, uh, five. 64 and the Terry, you asked that thing. It's on the very bottom of our line. Sold the list price ratio for everything across the board on resales. We just went below 100. We're at 99.9. So there you go. And that's a pretty good gauge, right? Do you do you use that as a gauge? Oh yeah, that bad boy right there gauges. It gauges two major factors. Um, it, it gauges sellers' willingness to list their home within the market data or an appraisal, maybe. Okay. And it also tests what a buyer is willing to pay based on the current market status. Two major things it does at one time. That's why I love that. So, yeah, it's so a nice it's, blend. It's a really good blend. So, so I think you've said in the past, and it is if that number drops to ninety-five, oh, that's a big drop, right? Yeah. But yeah, anything we, above ninety-five, it's still a, it's, a pretty good seller's market. Oh yeah, it's still in that. Okay. It's still so inventory. So for everybody to know, five maybe six months of um, inventory is a balanced market. We would call it no matter where you are for the most part. Anything below five months inventory is pretty much. Depending on what price point, practically a full seller's market, and anything above five six months becomes a buyer's market. Okay, okay. so that's the inventory. That's that side of the equation. But then you have this side over here of the list price sell ratios and some other factors we look at um, that gives some leading trending ideas to see like what's about ready to happen in the future in 30, 60, 90 days. Uh, and then you throw some curveballs in with your world, <laughs> interest rates and other factors like that. So so, so, so so, let's talk about that ratio that you said, the inventory ratio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, five, six months. Five, six months. So that means that if we are selling 300 homes a month, which we're about doing that 297. Yeah, yeah 300 a month on an average. Then normal inventory would be five, six months, so five times 300, 1,500 homes, right? Uh, no, not in our area in general. I would say no. Okay. Uh, Wayne Six had said 
I mean, we've had a lot of growth. Oh, we've our county and our amount of homes are being built. Um, but as a general rule, we used to always use about 1,100. If we had 1,100 homes for sale, that was the 1,000 to 1,100 was the balanced market. Anything below 1,000, that was probably more of a seller's market. Anything above that, and as you uh, let's not talk about 2009 and 10, the highest we ever got was 2,400 homes on the market in Frederick County. Um, the lowest we ever got was what we've experienced. We had a period, Terry, for like a day, two days, we got below a hundred and that was resale and all that. It got really low. And right now with resales, you know, we're much higher. We're more than double that. So that's a great point. So in our area, no, 1600 homes, that is a full blown buyer's market completely. Um, if we got up to that ratio like that, adding like four or five times to that number, that would not work because it becomes more grain a little bit. You got to know your market, how many homes, the population and all these other things to kind of get a feel for it. But we're okay. the, so that's the problem. When you go from national, the entire United States, a million, you know, hundred million homes down to a county and then to a city like Frederick, holy cow, it changes drastically. Now our numbers are, are unique in this regard more than probably anywhere practically in the country is that we're more absorbed. We grow faster and we decline less in a market change than probably nine out of 10 places throughout the United States because we have the government jobs. We're close to DC. We're kind of in a neat little bubble. And, uh, and as far as that, which we know we're in a great era for real estate. I mean, your chances of like losing value and taking a bloodbath is much less lower here than mass, mass majority of places in the United States. So I know I went down a rabbit trail, but I know people really like that. They like to know putting things in perspective in some regards like that. Be good. Okay. Okay. All right. You go. Here we go. Mortgage rates. What happened? What? Here's the thing. Somebody asked me uh, yesterday on a phone call, Terry. What the heck? What the heck does the like? We added three hundred sixty-six thousand new jobs. Why does that matter to interest rates? Why does that even affect anything? And how does that affect the Fed in November to decide raising rates? I thought that was all inflationary based and a whole bunch of other nice factors. So so it is inflationary based, right? Okay. But what you have is you have the, a close eye on the jobs market. Now, what the Feds say, and these are the smart guys, yep. what they say is in order to bring down inflation – we have to raise interest rates because what we want to do is we want to get people fired and we want to get the unemployment rate up so people will stop buying the buying items, stuff. buying stuff, okay? And they don't actually say that, but that's basically <laughs> what it is, right? They're raising interest rates to, to put pressure on the jobs market. The jobs market is saying, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're going to continue to hire because people are continuing to buy. People are accepting this inflation. And I've said this before on the show. My whole thing is, is that we're seeing credit card debt go up, 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 up. And that is what's, in my opinion, helping out. Yeah. Keeping inflation high, but also helping out the jobs. So the demand for goods is still way above where the Fed wants it to be in order to get that inflation under control. So the jobs number came out, the unemployment basically hung where it was. So that's good that it did not come down, but we generated 366,000 jobs. Now that's double what the Is smart, it really? Is double, it double what, what the, double what the experts thought. Okay. So I nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody so saw it coming. The question people are going to ask. What jobs are these? Are these more service jobs at $15 an hour or are these jobs at 75 and six figure and $100,000 a job? 
number one category? Yeah, who got the best? Hospitality the and entertainment. Hospitality and entertainment. No so, kidding. So Vegas, most Vegas. people, <laughs> so most people put hospitality and entertainment, yep. vacations, whatever, you know, uh, trips, everything. That was going credit cards, right? Yes, they We're seeing do. the credit card. I talked about $45 billion added to the credit card debt of America in the last three months. So so the demand is there for jobs. It's not cooling down any time right now. But I'm also seeing an increase of people that are calling me about home equity lines. Yeah. Terry, my credit card debt's up to $40,000. It's up to $50,000. It's up to sixty. dollars you know. Keep and Dave and, and in so, now. so what we're talking about is basically that is yep. that is that the jobs are still going to be there. So what this is going to do is this is going to give the feds the right or the ability or I'm, I'm using the wrong term. This is going to give them uh, help in justifying another raise to the interest rates. And I don't think that we can handle that right now. Okay, so it looks like the feds will probably raise. Right now, we're looking at interest rates at 7.75%. And, and that's with good credit. And it's not coming down anytime soon. Mm -hmm. The 10-year bond that I talk about oh, yeah. just three weeks ago was at 4.25. Uh, uh, Friday, 4.86. So cow. that's gone up basically a huge amount, and that's what's causing a lot of what we're taking a look at. Now, if you have money lying around, if you have money to invest, you see the stock market taking lumps, okay? okay. A lot of people are putting their money into the bonds yeah, because that's be that's a high interest rate return and it's a safe haven, mm, yep. okay? So so that's one of the reasons is when do we, you know, buy bonds? So that's kind of what's going on. You know, we talked a little bit about, you know, the, the new construction and I started to talk a little bit about the, the home builder show, um, the manufactured home builders conference that I went to and basically um, a lot of the builders are getting a little worried and they're not doing the specs and the ones that are doing the specs I talked to them and I said offer two one buy down yeah offer it. right out of the gate just, just come out of the gate offer it and they're like that's a great idea that's a so that's something because the what I'm getting every day Darren is why are the rates going up where is it going to stop and nobody knows Nobody knows, and it's crazy right now, but, you know, I haven't seen 8% in almost 30 years. Yeah. I was going to say, when I bought my first home 23 years ago or 22 years ago, I think we were at 7.5%, and then we refinanced down to like 6.5%, and Tom McGlister remembers this. We went crazy and had a party. Remember them days when it went down in that? So, Yeah. Who knows? But this is the thing, Terry. Um, did they say with the Fed, are we looking at a quarter point they're trying to think about here in November? Yeah, they they, they would only do a quarter point. But the numbers that we're going to really, really focus on is the CPI and the PPI when they come out. Yeah. Okay? Now, do you think that'll that's going to be, be a week. bigger change than we've ever seen in the last year because of the thresholds we're starting to now reach? I'm afraid to see what the CPI and PPI, the Consumer Price Index yeah. and Producer Price Index, are going to be because if you remember last month they jumped yeah pretty high yeah, they did. and that was because of the gas prices yeah okay yeah, so. and so where are we seeing gas prices we're seeing them pretty level from where they were the last three weeks or so so that number hopefully will translate into not a real jump in either the cpi or the ppi if we see a jump in 
in the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. If we see a big jump there, you can pretty much take it to the bank that the feds are not only going to raise it by a quarter, but they're going to keep the ability to raise rates on the table. And that's also going to push our rates over 8% if we see something. So it, it's, it's pretty worrisome right now if you're out there buying a house. Could be. Could be selling, too, because here's the golden rule, and I'm going to share about this, Terry, what I'm dealing with. Okay, so check this out. Um, I think I told everybody last week, got a house almost $800,000 in the market. Beautiful, gorgeous, conditions about perfect. No one said a word yet. Um, did the marketing, professional photos, 3D tours, did everything. Um, we did an open house. I was surprised. So I was thinking like five people last Saturday. Remember after my program? Thank you guys for coming in. I, we gave away um, the gift cards, the sheets for the $100 gas cards, and the people were really excited that they won. And what happened is, check this out, Terry. I was thinking we get like five people. I had nine families come through. I was like, yeah. Um, but here's the thing, though. Nine families, and in those three days up the leading to that, we had, uh, and that day, on Saturday and Sunday, we had five other showings. So essentially, we had 14 families, 14 showings on an $800,000 home in three days' time. Okay? That's, that's pretty about, good. Yeah, that's pretty kicking, right? You're that's like, hey, good. that's not too bad there, buddy. Um, if it was a $300,000 home, eh, I'm not going to get too dang excited. Eight hundred? dollars Oh, yeah, we're getting excited, especially a rebuild, a resale. So here's my thing, though. I had two families come through two times again and come back and showed interest. But no offers. And they were both because one, what do you think one of the families decided to do, Terry? Take a wild guess. Go new construction. I am tired of knowing so much more than I do on this program. (laughs) You're right. They were like, well, for $50,000 more, we can go build a brand new house and it's not six years old and it's what we want and all that. Not to take away from mine. Mine's amazing. The -hmm. people I'm selling, it's awesome. It doesn't, that doesn't, that's not a factor about this. This is about that mentality that shifts and says, well, for 50,000 more, what do I get? Well, I get to pick out what I want. It's brand new. Um, It's brand new, (laughs) right? And it's only $350 a month. Yeah, it's three hundred fifty dollars a month. Fifty thousand times seven. There you go. Three hundred and fifty bucks. And so it's brand new. They pick out what they want, but there's another thing I think they're getting. They're either getting closing cost help or buy down money. So if we need to make an adjustment, my seller knows it's coming. I already told him if you don't get an offer in the first two weeks, we got to make an adjustment or you're dead. You're going to be in major mayday, mayday, Houston. We have a problem kind of thing. And I don't like that. That's not fun. It's not going to help you out. And I don't like having people lose money selling their home, right? Ever. When they could have made more because they didn't make the right decision at the right time to pivot and make the right adjustment. So what do you think I'm going to tell them? In a normal market, Terry, what will we tell people to do? Lower the price. Give away closing costs. Buy them pizza for a year. Give them a dog. Give them a cat. Give them something. No, you better do what the new builds are doing in that range. And what it and probably almost any range anymore. And what do people want the most? The lowest interest rate possible. How do you do it? Two one buy down, baby. Seller has to be the one to pay that. That's gonna be my go-to to say, look, this is your ace in the hole to get your home sold for top dollar. Go ahead and let's give them a buy down money. I think that's good, and that's what I was recommending to the builders that have the specs. Let's just review a couple things. Yep, you got two minutes, right? Yep. Seller has to buy. Seller seller has to pay the buy down. The buyer cannot. That's why it's so attractive to a buyer is because it does not come out of their pockets. It temporarily buys the rate down. I have a person that's looking at a 325 loan, and he said, you know, my comfort level is $2,000 a month. And I said, well, that's achievable in one way. 
a 2-1 buy down. And the deal is we're going to get them 5.75%, then 6.75, and then the loan goes to the note rate, which is 7.75% for years 3 through 30. But you know what? I, I'll bet a couple of paychecks Yes, that the rates are going to be down within the next three years. Okay? Yeah, to some degree, yeah, to be able to adjust to refinance. and not, lock, not yes. stay at that high rate. So so yep. he said, wow, that puts my payment at $2,000. Yeah, where I'm comfortable. Where I'm comfortable. Yep. And then it gradually goes up to 2186 So it goes up by about $180. And then the next year it goes up another 180 But we're already going to be out of that loan is my hope. And that's what should happen. So that's the buy down and that's what needs to get done. Yeah. And in my scenario, if you're going to 800, depending on how much they put down, if it's in a jumbo loan status, you had said that's upwards almost eight. This would take their new buyer's payment down to 6% straight first year, seven the second, then they go to eight and then they can refund. So whatever, if it falls into that category. So we have two minutes left, Terry, check this out. I got the other house we had under contract in three days time. We had 22 showings, three offers in $25,000 higher in price. Okay. And what price was that? 250. It's a rent payment for goodness gracious. Come on, boys and girls. But they do all home inspections. They didn't waive them. They didn't waive appraisals. They didn't bring under appraisal denims. They didn't bring all the stuff to the table that we literally saw eight months ago. That's huge difference right there. And it's a conventional loan, very strong, putting down some good money, which is nice. But one issue we have, Terry, and one minute in our program that I want to open this can of worms up to that I'm worried about, and you're the lender sitting next to me, so you better help me out. Okay. This thing has a shared septic with the neighbor, which we already knew. Shared septic tank. And the reason why is because these homes over there were built in 1945. Single-family homes, really small, two-bed and one-bath. And that was just the case because a lot of these lots are under 10,000. or they, they don't have the space, what we call the 10,000-square-foot rule, to have an approved septic system that Frederick County wants to have in everything anymore. What the heck do I do about this as a lender? Well, the first thing is you disclose it. Well, yeah, we did. They know that. <laughs> yeah. Disclose, disclosure. You're gonna, no, I'm just kidding. No, but, but he, here, here's what you're looking at. If they're going to go conventionally, basically— okay. 30 seconds, go ahead. Yep. Fannie Mae basically says that you can do it, but you have to have a legal binding agreement between both parties to share in the responsibility of servicing and accessing the septic. So if half the septic's on my property and half is on yours, we need a contract. So there better be a contract— with the next door neighbor to basically state that you're sharing it and they know about it. All right. We'll so see the that's council. what you've got to do. That's right. what you got to do. Thanks so much, Terry. Awesome stuff today. Get in touch with us. Happy buying and selling this weekend. Take care from your Frederick Real Estate Update. Have a great weekend now. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301 695 one two three five or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com we hope to see you at the closing table hello this is terry kernan with presidential bank mortgage in downtown frederick and the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301 639 
or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com.